uh, I saw a, a mother and her son in a Costco the other day, and um, the son had one of the future is female shirts. And I was just like, oh, it'd be so great if it said the future was queer on that kid's shirt. <laughs> totally. That's cool. He, it's, he probably has no idea where to get one. No, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and I was in, so Costco is like one of my least favorite places just because of claustrophobia and people not having any spatial awareness. And otherwise I would have been like, Hey, here's this other thing you could do for your son's shirt. Um, but Costco is yeah, not, not the place to want to go, especially on a weekend. Oh, terrible. Welcome to the EduPunks podcast. This is your host, Craig Biderman. I'm excited to be back for another uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, this is the last episode for this month. I get next week off. That'll be super nice, especially since the school year is coming up very soon. I mean, I'm ready for it, but it's always it's always a tough week. Right when they get back, students everywhere after a summer of peace and quiet but it's going to be great i'm excited for this coming school year i hope my friends who uh, listen to this podcast and our educators are also excited for the coming school year some folks have already started some folks are like me and still have a little bit of time some folks on the west coast don't even they still have like another month that's like oregon state doesn't start until the end of september jeez this, sep- this semester stuff is so different to me. Alas, this week I am chatting with two great human beings from Queerdos. Queerdos is an organization that promotes uh, queer people of color, uh, owning their queerness and being out, out in public and owning it in front of the whole world. They have a, a line of shirts that are very queer. They say the future is queer, queer as fuck. They make a queer Bart Simpson shirt. It's fantastic. Uh, we have their uh, the future is queer bumper sticker on our car. Gets a lot of comments. Very excited uh, about it and having it. And the folks I'm talking to, Glory is out on the West Coast. And uh, Rox is in New York. So it was a really fun uh, way to com- coordinate this conversation because we were all three in very different places in some different time zones too. So we had a really good conversation about being queer, queerness, uh, being uh, people of color, um, and 
how we need to protect folks of color who are also queer uh, in the future and how we can also have some hope for the future that our um, generation can be that generation that kind of, I don't know, changes the landscape of what it's like to be queer and what it's like to just exist in society today. You also get to hear tunes from the new Mint Green album, Headspace. It's an EP. I don't know why I said album. It's an EP, but it's very good. It is fantastic. It came out just a few weeks ago. You get to hear a bunch of tracks from it on this episode. Even though it's a short episode, I'm going to try to get as much music into it as possible. Okay, all right. Let's get to this conversation with Glory and Rocks from Queerdos. All right, so I'm sitting digitally with my friends Glory and Rocks from Queerdos. How are you two doing? Good. Doing all right. Okay. We are on. We are in different, all in different states and in different uh, coasts. <laughs> oh, where are you? I'm in Boston. Oh, Boston. Okay. Yeah, and then Glory's all the way over in Los Angeles, right? Yes, sunny, beautiful Los Angeles today. Well, and it's it's sunny and nice in Boston too. Is it? Yeah. All right, good. I'm happy to hear that because Rox is always telling me how cold it is today. <laughs> it was overcast yesterday and Saturday, but yesterday was nice because we didn't have humidity. Yeah, there's no humidity, yeah. now, but it's chilly. I'm wearing layers anyway. I just have a really cold office, so I put on a shawl. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's jump into this a little bit. How about each of you just tell me a little bit about yourselves, and then we'll jump into chat uh, about Queerdos. Uh, Glory, do you want to get us started? Sure. Um, I uh, live in Los Angeles, uh, born and raised. I'm from Pasadena. Um, and I work in film. I work in post-production. Uh, I'm a producer, so that's kind of what I do to make money. Um, and Queerdos was my um, creative way to get out and also um, be philanthropic um, and, you know, a little bit rebellious in some of our messages. Um, I have a dog that I love with all my heart, uh, a partner of seven years, and Rox and I have known each other since I graduated high school, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's the little gist of, of me. Nice. And Rox, what about you? I'm living in the Bronx. I'm uh, working at an HIV clinic with long-term survivors, and I help to coordinate their care. So that's very fun. That's what I do for money. I live here with my partner and her four-year-old daughter. And uh, yeah, I've known Gloria Vet for over 20, about over 20 years now. And um, she came up with this project and has been thoughtful enough to include me. And I don't get to be as creative as much as I'd like. So that is a nice little outlet. Oh, well, that's wonderful. I'm so glad that this is such a long relationship. That's so great. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time. Uh, when was the last time that you lived in the same area, though? Mm, four years ago. Was it? Four years ago. I moved here four years ago. Or... Okay. So I haven't been separated too long. No, I mean, I visit every so often. I just saw her in the summer. We hung oh. Out. 
Nice. But I'm due. I'm always due. Yeah, that's how I feel about whenever I need to go home to Oregon. It's always like, I haven't been home uh, in a long time, and then I go home, and I never want to leave, and then I come back here, and I want to go back. (sighs) The cycle. (laughs) So can uh, either of you uh, tell me a little bit about why you all wanted to start uh, Queerdos and a little bit about um, the mission behind it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, Rox is an artist, and um, they always have these really awesome ideas for shirts. And, um, you know, we follow uh, a lot of brands online and, um, you know, things. And they're always very, uh, it's either really centric towards, you know, male and men or very centric towards, you know, f- you know, female and feminine. And so um, these really awesome shirts had to come out in the 60s and it, uh, they said the future is female. And at that time, I feel like, yeah, you know, in the 60s, it made so much sense to have a shirt like this. The future is female. Like it made all the sense in the world. And um now, you know, now, you know, we're like in 2000, I, we started making them in 2016. It's like 2015, 2016. And we're like, you know what? Nah, the future is queer. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not even so much male, female. And like, it was kind of about taking the word queer and making it powerful and not making it be like some weird, you know, um, thing because queer used to be used negatively, like, you know, towards the hum. Mm-hmm homosexual community and also rocks used to always use this word like queerdo we're queerdos we're queerdos we're queerdos and it was just like it's, it's pretty much rocks no i mean like you, you could say like we start we started off as lesbians or whatever and it's one of those things where you don't necessarily identify it all the way because there's nothing out there was nothing out there that sort of kind of helped to guide like yeah i i'm 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 this way or in that way so i would think to myself well we're just a bunch of weirdos you know yeah neither here nor there and so that's where that came up the queerdo thing huh and like you know so we started making the shirts and it was just kind of like um i have a, a really good friend who's also a graphic designer and so you know within all of us we went ahead and screen printed them, selling them at like a really cheap, at first I gave them to a bunch of friends in LA who are DJs and stuff and, you know, are really big in the, the queer community, homosexual community out here, gay community. And so um, they started just kind of representing that way. And yeah, we started selling the shirts and then we just donate the money pretty much. So, you know, we've donated to Queer Detainee Project when everything was going down with the hurricane in Puerto Rico that really struck struck with me to my core because I'm Puerto Rican. So I was, you know, we were do- doing a lot of our donations there and um, aligned with, uh, there's this um, <clears throat> group called Piso Proyecto. And uh, I went ahead and made some shirts for them and sent them to them. And their slogan was, El futuro es queer, which is pretty much like the future is queer in Spanish. Mm. And uh, we had like some really crazy colors because it's the island and we sent them out there and was and we're like, go ahead and keep the money and do whatever you want with it. So um, that's it's pretty much just the way I don't know, philanthropic, rebellious, creative, all of those good things. And, you know, you get to do it with your friends. So that's that's even better. Mm. It's, I feel like we see I see I see like this sort of non-binary or queer trend sort of picking up everywhere on like you know, music and, and on TV and, and um, on ads now. I'm in the subway and, I, and I'll, I'll see something about, you know, non-binary this or 
non-binary that or, or queer this or queer that and it's just really interesting to like see it as a common thing and it's not something that you necessarily have to explain anymore it seems like it's moving in that direction anyway where people understand that it's not just about the femme or the mask yeah well and it's become like i feel like it's become pretty ubiquitous over even the last like two decades and i think a lot of that has to do with like popular culture because like will and grace the l word queers folk like they really like amplified a lot of those uh normalization of queer experiences at a time just after the 80s with the the massive AIDS epidemic and um, into like the last 10 ish years, queers become more of a, it's like something that is being reclaimed instead of those st stories be kind of being like kind of othered or um, like kind of extensions of other people's stories or just being like ancillary to other like straight stories. It's actually like creating a culture where non-binary folks, trans folks, um, people of all identities are actually getting some sort of recognition even in pop culture right now. It's wild. Right. And I feel I feel more importantly, I see it in um, smaller groups or minorities and, you know, Latino black. Like I see a lot more of that being embraced where otherwise I don't think it would have. Um, like Gloria, you're talking about um, the group that you're in Puerto Rico, El Futuro is Queer. And I'm oh. just, yeah, and even like five years ago, that would have been like not really heard of. And I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because there's a great deal of stigma in part, I mean, in all cultures when it comes to anything queer, but particularly in um, like, Hispanic and and black communities. Oh, for sure. Uh, can either of you speak to a little bit of, I mean, perhaps experiences or things you've witnessed in other people um, throughout even how your resources or your um, kind of uh, brand has kind of perhaps helped those folks um, in their comfort of being queer? Well, I mean, I've received, you know, notes from people um, and you know what not saying i love your shirt i can literally wear it every day i love wearing it around my mom you know like i feel kind of like an act of like rebellion <laughs> kind of like you know i mean i don't know uh i came out at a really young age like i just kind of felt like i needed to um and so i mean 17 back in 2001 seemed like real crazy but now i see these kids like i've i even have parents that ask me if I can make shirts for their children. And so like they'll email me and we're like, yeah, totally. So we'll we'll go ahead and we'll screen print that and, and we'll send it out. And um, that's great when a parent will reach out and wanna purchase a shirt for their kid. Like there's even, um, a, you know, we have kids putting the stickers on their graduation hats, like Latino kids, like black kids. And for me, that's great because I mean, I grew up being told I was probably going to go to hell and not see family and like heaven and stuff because I was gay. Yeah. And I'm like, that's outrageous. And now I love to see that kids like 10, 12, 15, whatever, are just living their life. And, and uh, that's beautiful. And I mean, if wearing a shirt is their way of saying, hey, like, 
you know, F you, I don't care, then that's great, you know? So. It's very disruptive and I love it. Yeah, you know, we have some other ones too that say like queer as fuck. Those are a little bit more disruptive. And then Rox came up with Queer Bart, which is like so awesome because we love Bart Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of cool, you know, Bart. Um, you know, because the Simpsons kind of in a way, they, you know, they've, they've had some themes here and there, uh, you know, with queerness and stuff. So that's, that's kind of cool. So we interpret that into a shirt and we'll be having some new designs coming out mainly, but honestly, even if we didn't we just give them away, like it's, it's not really about money. So that's what the wonderful thing about it all kind of is. Yeah. It's, uh, what I, what I really enjoy, even you making a, a Simpsons reference is, when they had Smithers officially come out, it was like a whole thing. Do you remember that? It was really big. There was a like Vulture article that I read. Yeah. <laughs> and they like went in with it too. It was wild. Well, yeah. I mean, because Smithers had been closeted gay like for the entire like 20, I don't even know how, but at least 20 years. It yeah. Had so, yeah. Like. I mean, I mean, it's a great show. They they predicted a lot of the things. They predicted our current, you know, president. So I don't know. That's wild. Who knows how, how tied in they are with the government, Craig? We have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? Well, they just launched a new show over the weekend, Disenchantment, which was also wild. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. I saw the... Like I, I kind of saw the artwork and I was like, oh, that looks like Matt Groening. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's very, they get to go to different places because Netflix lets them do that, but it's great. But um, back, back to, uh, uh, to the brand. So you say that um, it's not necessarily about money and that you send, uh, send donations to other organizations. What are some of the organizations that you support through um, the, the sales that you all have? Um, we've sent to the um, the West Hollywood LGBT Center, um, which is here. They do a lot of, uh, they have a lot of youth programs. Um, I've sent to the Queer, Queer Detainee Project, which is out of New York. Um, they are, uh, they're an organization that helps um, people that are currently uh, either being held, um, you know, without bail or they don't have uh, representation, like legal representation. So we've donated there. Um, Fiso Proyecto. Um, this isn't really that queer related, but Sato Project, which is, it's uh, dogs that were literally left on the island after Hurricane Maria and in mm. Puerto Rico and like, we're literally gonna die. So that one, you know, wasn't really, <laughs> wasn't really queer related, but um, yeah, those are, those are some of the uh, places that we've donated money to, so. Hmm, that's fantastic. Yeah. I love hearing that. Um, when it comes to um, getting your messages out, are you primarily going through social media or are you doing a lot of word of mouth in your communities or how is this getting out? Um, it's been some social media. Um, also just kind of like guerrilla marketing. I know like uh, rocks and um, you guys did like photos in New York and stuff, right? And I yeah. know that... You, you guys like have, you know, just giving out shirts for free. I mean, um, music is always a really great way to kind of get it out. So, you know, we've given it to DJs here um, in LA that are like really, really part of like the community in a really big way. Um, so that's been great. Um, 
have like dropped them off and given them out for free, like at Dyke Day. Um, people always ask us uh, for shirts for fundraisers that they're doing. So we've given shirts to um, uh, uh, fundraisers for, there's this really, really awesome, it's called Project Q. They're based out of Los Angeles and they're gonna be traveling across the country to give out free haircuts to homeless queer youth. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they're really awesome. Um, it's a two, uh, a partner, um, a two partners, sorry. And they have like a little trailer and they're literally just gonna go across the US and give haircuts out. So, we, you know, um, if we're not donating money, we're at least giving shirts out, um, you know, for people to either use for their fundraising or whatnot. Oh, that's so wonderful. I go on Instagram and then you see you see folks, I feel like even on the other side of the pond um, wearing these shirts. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, like, I mean, we've had some kind of like, like, you know, semi like quasi famous people like wear the shirts, which has been great. Um, so like, that's like, that's fun too sometimes to see them. And yeah, totally, like people tag all the time. Um, we have like some stencils that you know we've uh, spray painted into the floor out here in LA. That actually wasn't us. Like we don't even know who did it. it was really? Wow. Yeah, we just saw them on the floor and we we're like, that's great. <laughs> well, I think that I first saw y'all on uh, on Instagram. That's where I first saw it, and I like reached out because I have my nonprofit that supports like uh, trauma survivors and queer folks and. Um, we, I think I, I, that's how I initially reached out. Cause I was like, I want some of these stickers, uh, shirt, whatever I, whatever I can help, whatever I can do. I want to put it out. And so we have one of the future is queer stickers on our bumper on our car. And it is sandwiched between a sticker that says, stop pretending your racism is patriotism. Uh, <laughs> and and a don't grab my pussy sticker. So, um, which is from the band war on women. So when people are behind us, like when we drive around, we can always gauge by their face, how they're taking the, the, the notes on the back of our car. I would take a picture of your bumper and Instagram that for sure. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um we also we also get stopped a lot of the uh a lot of times where people are like where do you get that sticker and we're like well the 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 web address is right there just go to queerdos brand you'll be good so hopefully we've sent some people your way <laughs> um, we can actually make more stickers like because we hand print like the shirts we hand press them it's not like we have a bunch of shirts all the time and all this. I think I actually owe you some sizes and email me those sizes after. Let me see if you got them. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, like I put a bunch of stickers in places I probably shouldn't have either. But it's cool. It's cool to like drive by and see it, you know? So yeah. I love when Rox wears their shirt. Mm -hmm. They look really good in it. Huh, Rox? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is a shorter episode than usual, so I'm going to do the music break right now so you get to hear a full song from the new Mint Green EP, Headspace. The song I'm about to play is called Foggy, and it's a fantastic song. It's track two on the EP. If you haven't heard it, this band is 
a wonderful mix of punk and indie and all, all over the place. They're a Boston-based act. If you like what you hear, go to mintgreenma.bandcamp.com and check it out. Get yourself a digital copy. Uh, I got a copy. I think it is very good, and I hope that you dig it. Mint Green is one of those acts that's kind of just always playing out. So if you're in the Boston area or if you're in the East Coast at all, you probably have a chance to go see them. Go to mintgreenma.bandcamp.com and check it out. Here's Foggy by Mint Green. Keep me safe in your foggy memories. I hope it's not the same old stories. And I'll try to replace them quickly. Everything is a shell of what it used to be. I'm always trying to come up with excuses for my actions. This is just the by Mint Green. If you like what you heard, go to mintgreenma.bandcamp.com and get yourself a copy of Headspace, their new EP. It is so good. Now, let's finish up this conversation with Glory and Rocks. So, with the with the brand that you all do and all the, the works that you do um, in like your personal life and whatnot, what are some... Uh, important takeaways that you've had from just starting the organization, even for yourself personally, or have you been noticing from folks um, just around you? Um, I feel for me, the importance of telling people a little bit about myself, I'm, a, I'm, I'm pretty shy, but I feel like when I've worn the shirt or just in my day-to-day um, outfit, you know, people look at you and, um, 
I'm in New York, so I feel a little bit more hidden, but um, it's definitely the thing of like, yeah, you can have a conversation with me and I'm not gonna bite. And if you have a question, please ask me, you know, at my work, um, um, I, I believe I'm the only trans person there. I'm not, um, but um, I feel like when Gloria Vett made those shirts, I was like, oh yeah, I can, I can wear this and people will know right away um, a little bit about me without having to talk, but also as I'm moving through the world, you know, I don't know. It's just that, that, that idea of just being open and not, not ashamed and just sort of just like go with it. And it, it, it's more likely that other people are in the same boat as you, but don't know how to say it, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's real. When I, when I was first, uh, when I first came out, I came out as a, a bi, per, uh, as bi. And that's mostly because I didn't have language right. for right. it otherwise. And that's how it was explained to me at the time. And I was like, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. And then I started to actually, and that even uh, was a weird step for me. And that was in college. And I started like thinking back to when I was younger and all these other things that made connections. And for the longest time I had felt like an ally to the queer community. And then I was like, no, I think I'm, definitely a part of this <laughs> and when i became more and more comfortable with it um, i really just realized that queerness isn't necessarily just attached to who you're attracted to and so i just really latched on to i consider myself a queer and so when i started using that as my identity even telling that to my family who's very staunch conservative um, it's hard because like one of my brother-in-laws kind of doesn't get this stuff. And one day he was like, wait, so you identify as a queer? And I'm like, yep, that's what you, that's, that's what I want to be called. Uh, and he was like, so I can call you a queer. And I'm like, well, not with that <laughs> intonation, but you can say, oh, Craig's queer. Like, that's fine don't have any judgment in it, please. And so um, it's one of those things where uh, I became way more comfortable with it the more I learned about what my queerness meant and how to divine, define it for myself because I know I don't present in a lot of spaces sometimes as a queer person, but um, and being in a relationship that presents hetero is also a hard thing because my partner um, identifies in the, in the trans community. So it's like a whole different thing to like manage and explore and discuss with people. But then I got to the point where I'm like, I don't even need to explain this to people anymore. <laughs> yeah. You don't. <laughs> like, honestly, like you really don't. And that's really great that you were able to get to that place. You don't have to. And it, I think that little by little, like, yeah, you know, as, as Rock said, like said, like they're, they're seeing it, you know, you don't, you may or may not even need to have those conversations, like, like moving forward in life. And that would be really great. <laughs> I'm like not going up to straight people asking them like how they came to that conclusion in their life. <laughs> like I'm just not right because like that's we should start. That would be <laughs> we should start. That'd be great. That'd be a great web series. Oh, yes. <laughs> so they'd be like, "I was born this way." Exactly. 
So you do get it. You do get it. You were born this way. I mean, mean, at least that's just, you know, like kind of what I feel. Yeah. It reminds me of the time my partner and I were walking through an airport and they tried to hold my hand. And I was like, don't, don't do that. I don't want these people to think we're straight. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) Um, But it also reminds me of how, uh, Glory, you were just talking about how just being kind of a present sometimes in folks' lives can be that um, kind of gateway even to queer culture. Um, I was recently home and one of my nieces is like 10, I think. And she's she's got a mouth. She can talk. We were watching cartoons or something and I was like, oh, we should put on some Steven Universe. And my niece was like, we're not allowed to watch that because it has to do with gay people. And I was like, well, that's only part of it. Also, um, your uncle is queer. Do you know what that means? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, let me explain it to you a little bit. And then I was like, so your uncle is one of those kinds of people. Do you hate your uncle? She's like, no, I love you. And I'm like, well, you can also learn to love other people who identify like that too. She's like, okay. 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 (laughs) I really need to uh, salvage this. (laughs) That's exactly. Yeah, the most important moment that was perfect oh well and it also reminds me of this one time the uh, same trip my mom and i were talking about something that had to do with um something at home there was a black man um that had been arrested for something and i was like oh this is weird like i was just like talking about it out loud with my mom and my niece goes you know i don't like how black people are treated in this country and i was like oh Oh, yes. Thank you. You're probably the first person other than me in our family to even say that. <laughs> it was wild. Kids these days, we're going to we're going to fix them. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, a lot of them are just already so aware. I don't know. It's funny. I feel like kids that are in like a seven, uh, 17 to 18, either they're really apathetic or they really want to change the world. And then they're like kids between 10 to 15 that I've been experiencing are like kind of like are kind of seeing that things are kind of weird and will like ask and are inquisitive about it. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's 50-50. It's always the injustice that speaks out. Like, yes, these are bad things happening to people that, you know, in the world that are already suffering. It's like, why, why are bad things happening to people all over the world? Mm-hmm. I think this is the generation that's really putting an uh, like putting those questions uh, up on a platform and being like, no, we're going to talk about this now. And like uh, working in a college, like my partner and I both work in colleges where we have students who are coming into college with fully developed or somewhat fully developed concepts of their queerness of their gender of their sexuality and they're exploring it already and i didn't know what half of this shit was until years into college oh yeah yeah it's yeah. fascinating like yeah. they're the kids are already onto this stuff yeah it's, it's really great like hopefully um you know their journey is a little bit easier i mean like every Every generation, it gets easier, right? We have the people that fought kind of for us to just kind of be free and have this conversation right now. And mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, and ho hopefully we're doing what we can, or you know, we'll start doing what we can to help the kids now, but they're pretty free and they're bold and they wanna be who they are and they're really assertive. And I, I think that that's beautiful. Yeah, I think we've come to a point where like, if you're different, you're not necessarily on the outs. It's like, let's talk about how di what's different about you and how that's beautiful versus you don't match me. I don't want to play with you. Mm -hmm. I live with a four-year-old, and so I feel like I have very basic understanding. You know, the way I think about things, it has to be, like, super simple and super basic because she'll ask me questions or she'll say, oh, only boys can wear this color, or only girls. And I'm like, why? Why do you think that? And then we talk about colors and how the rainbow belongs to every everybody and it's just it's funny at the end of it she's like okay okay i want to go play now <laughs> <laughs> well but it's still planting a seed like yeah. they'll think about it definitely always thinking oh yeah when i was reaching out about bringing up um a conversation or a potential podcast with y'all it was because every time i see just the phrase the future is queer it really one, it gives me a lot of comfort, and two, it gives me a hope. And so I'm genuinely curious as we kind of wind down our time, what do you see in the future for queer folks, queer people of color um, on, on both of your perspectives? What do you see for us all kind of challenging the bullshit going on in the world and the things that we need to do to make sure that we keep this like a safe future for queer folks. Oh, so, so many things. <laughs> it's a big question. Big question. <laughs> I feel that at least in the very little bit to not be afraid, you know, I feel like the fear is subsiding and whoever you are, whether or not you feel like you make sense or not it's just important to be whatever that is i feel like i i i see that coming more so and more so every year every year there's less and less fear to be who you are whether or not it's presented represented anywhere what do you think glory i mean yeah i mean i i completely agree with rocks you know like <clears throat> just being less fearful um coming together you know more as a community um, complete community. And I say that like, because it's very easy um, to decompartmentalize like queerness. And I, and hopefully I'm, I'm making sense here, you know, because we have these pockets where you go to your lesbian and you're gay and you're trans and you're you, whatever, you're butch, you're like, there's just so many categories and like queer I feel is like everyone everyone and I really, really want that to be clear. And we need to really take care of each other and remember that we're all a community and we're all family. And that's really important because I still feel that um, there, there are, you know, parts of, uh, of the community that, that are kind of pushed away and, and, and are not um, taken care of as much and like are kind of like throwaways and and like yeah rock said even if you're not represented and like you're not seeing that just don't be fearful like be who you are i would hate to not be who i was 
and when I'm like 75 years old, just be like shit and be on some HBO documentary because I now want to become who I am. And it's just like, nah, like do it now, do it now. Like while you have the time, do it now. Even if you are 75, do it. Um, but, <laughs> but just because I, I, I don't want anyone to live their life and um, have any regret about not being who they were. And if people walk away from you that said they love you, then you'll be okay because we're a community and we're family and we got your back. Just come find us at the club. I'm <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, we like, you know, like, no, but like, seriously, like we, we got you. So let us know, email us if you're feeling that way. <laughs> mm, that's so great. Yeah. Representatives on both coast. <laughs> yeah. And if you're in Boston, I'll hook you up too. I'm here, here for we it. Go. And Boston, baby. <laughs> Um, so where, how can folks get a hold of you? Well, yeah, um, you guys can uh, email us at queerdosbrand at gmail.com. We're um, also on Instagram, um, Queerdos uh, Collective, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Yeah. Rox, do you want to give your personal phone out and email? <laughs> <laughs> Social security numbers. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, but just uh, email Queerdos and uh, and and you can uh, reach out to us and yeah, we'll we'll definitely get back to you guys. Also, Craig, don't forget to send us your sizes so we can get you and your partner some shirts. Hell yeah, I can I can do that. <laughs> even, if we send you, even if we only have the Spanish slogan in your size, we'll still send you that one. Okay. Yes, I mean I am half Mexican. Uh, oh, yes, I would I love that. it. <laughs> Roxas is too. Roxas is also half Mexican. Nice. I got the, uh, but I got the Irish skin uh, <laughs> of my biological father. The okay. uh, my awesome. my Mexican comes out in my mustache and facial hair. <laughs> That's not bad. That's pretty good. Well, thank you both so much for having this chat with me. I learned so much, and I really enjoyed it. And I hope we can all meet someday. That would be yeah, yes. All right. I'll have to come out there and we'll have to meet up. Yes. All right, we did it. Another episode done. Very thankful for Gloria and Rock sitting down with me across time zones and across states and whatever we had to do through the internet to make it happen. Very, very thankful for that conversation. Hope you all enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. We got to be silly. We got to be weird. We got to be queer. We got to be queerdos. Yeah, I, I, that was one take. Hell yeah. I, I didn't even, I just came up with that. That was fun. But if you want to support Queerdos, if you want to get some of their merch or just see what they're all about, find them on Instagram, Queerdos, that's Q-U-E-E-R-D-O-S, R-D-O-S, Queerdos, Collective, uh, so Queerdos Collective on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook, Queerdos Brand, or you can go to queerdosbrand.bigcartel.com and I will have those links in the show notes. So please, please, please go support them, get some shirts, get some stickers, support their cause. And if you liked the tunes you heard in this episode, I'm going to play some more of them a little bit later, but if you like the tunes, Go support Mint Green. Mintgreenma.bandcamp.com. Get the new EP Headspace. It is very good. I've already said that a billion times. You've already heard a bunch of it. It is so good. Please listen to it. 
support Boston bands, support people of color in punk. We need more of that. We need more visibility and we need to keep bands alive, yo. Hell yeah. That's what we got. That's another episode down. Uh, My cough has started going away, which has been nice. And um, yeah, I'm going to use the next week to just relax a little bit. But we'll be back in September. I've already got some great conversations planned. And uh, yeah, until you hear from me again, let's get to work. (laughs) 